plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy, recorded at our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. My name is Sharon Quinn. I'm a mum of three with my own business. With a busy lifestyle, I've always struggled to maintain a healthy sleeping pattern. Another mum introduced me to CBD oil, and over the last 18 months, I've seen a massive improvement, and I'd highly recommend it to friends and family. And if you would like to get your hands on some quality CBD oil, Our show sponsors, Hemp Heroes, have given us a really special offer for All Opinions Matter listeners. You can get a 10% discount off all CBD products on their website. Hemp Heroes have a fantastic range of CBD products for both humans and pets made in Ireland. All you have to do is visit their website, hempheroes.ie. Then you go through the website to find what you want for yourself. And at checkout, if you use the promo code RELAX10, simple as that, RELAX10, you'll get a 10% discount off all CBD products and free delivery for orders over €54. And you can do that over and over again as much as you like. So once again, go to hempheroes.ie and find whatever it is you are looking to purchase and at checkout use the promo code RELAX10 and you will get a uh, 10% discount um, immediately. And our thanks to Hemp Heroes for being the latest sponsors of the Opinions Matter podcast. And for those of you looking at us on uh, Facebook, we have a uh, display of uh, some of the products that they uh, are selling. Now, can I give a testimonial? Because I love talking about things that actually work, and this worked for me. So as you know, I have a bad lower back. I've had it for years. My lower back goes into spasm regularly, especially when my three kids decide to jump on me at the same time and think I'm a dinosaur. And uh, I have been, oh my God, I have been using... Uh, this CBD muscle balm, which they also stock, and I've been putting this on my lower back for the last two days, and it has worked wonders, let me tell you. So okay. I'm, I'm happy to endorse that because it has worked for me. And again, our thanks to Hemp Heroes for being the latest uh, sponsor on the Opinions Matter podcast. You can visit their website at hempheroes.ie and use the promo code RELAX10 for a 10% discount. So what do we want to talk about on this latest Opinions Matter podcast. Well, it's the big story of the last few days. We're talking about the protests against the housing of asylum seekers in Dublin's East Wall. Um, They've been uh, labelled the worst of Donald Trump-type politics by one local councillor. Uh, Due to a lack of available accommodation, the former ESB office building on East Wall Road has been converted into an emergency accommodation centre. Um, you will have seen over the weekend in videos, uh, one video in particular that was uh, went viral from our Facebook page over the weekend, um, is of a protest that took place on Saturday. And the reason the protest took place on Saturday was because uh, this particular group of asylum seekers, refugees, call them what you will, arrived at this centre on um, uh, over the weekend, on Friday I think it was, 
And a lot of people are very angry that there wasn't uh, any women and children. They were all men, all appeared to be young, fit, healthy men. Uh, They weren't from Ukraine. And uh, a lot of uh, people very unhappy with the use of that particular uh, facility, the former ESB office. Um, The lack of consultation around the move has been described as concerning. However, fears have been expressed about the involvement of far-right elements in the protests. Fine Gael uh, Councillor Ray McAdam has been quoted as saying, It's a terrible situation. I've seen some of the comments made on social media over the weekend, and I'm concerned about the whole far-right issue. Some of the comments have been utterly appalling, and I reject that type of politics. It's the worst of the Donald Trump-type politics, and unfortunately, it is rearing its ugly head here. So, um, at the time of recording this podcast, another protest is planned for uh, this afternoon. If you're listening to us this evening, uh, that protest has already uh, happened. What's your reaction? You saw the videos um, uh, that were circulating on, uh, I think it was Friday evening, uh, of... Yeah, of these busloads of asylum seekers arriving at this e- this old DSB building. Okay, first of all, this is this is my take on it. First of all, you are allowed to question things without being branded a racist. Okay, so I'm not going to brand people racists because they questioned why busloads of men and no children and women were arriving at this particular building. Okay, so let me get that off from the the start. So again, I'm going to say it slowly for those of you who who have difficulty picking up things. You are allowed to question this. However, the manner in which you question it will determine whether or not I deem you a racist and a xenophobe or not. And some of the comments I saw online uh, over the last, it really, topics like this really bring out what my mother used to call it's a great expression, I use it all on, the dregs of humanity, the lowest of the low, the filth. And I'm talking about just the angry, dirty xenophobes that, that, that use, and there was a lot of, by the way, I'm not saying everybody that turned up at those protests uh, at the weekend were, were far right, but I saw people there who are far right, and I know they're the members of the far right, and are using this to push their, their agenda. agenda. Yeah. Now, having said that, a lot of the people uh, that were there on Saturday for that protest were local residents from East Wall that are very concerned about this group of men arriving okay, well, uh, to what, be housed okay, in their area. What's the concern? I would love to... T- if you are from the East Wall, okay... What is your concern about these gentlemen? Because the comments I saw online over the last 72 hours are based on what? Okay, so I saw saw loads of mothers commenting on, our children aren't safe, our children aren't safe, our daughters aren't safe, they're going to be raped, they're going to be murdered. Why? Because men of a different skin colour have arrived. How racist is that? That suggestion that just because these men who happened to be from a different country uh, and happened to not have the same colour as you, Dolores, in East Wall, that they are going to attack your children. I find that offensive. Okay, one of the issues I think that people have, and this is what we want no, to find can out. We, can we agree? Can we agree? Can we all agree? Everybody listen to this podcast. Can we all agree that just because a busload of men whose country of origin, by the way, we're not aware of yet, I mean... It's everything from Somalia to South Africa has been mentioned, but nobody has actually stopped these people and asked them where they're from, okay? But can we all agree, can we all agree that it's a bit of an overreaction to say our daughters aren't safe, lock up your daughters, lock up your children? Okay, one of the concerns is, and this is also a similar concern in uh, Wicklow Town at the Grand Hotel in Wicklow Town, that... 
Um, we're very welcoming, and we have been here in Ireland, uh, to women and children arriving from Ukraine, for example. Um, we have been very, very welcoming to women and children who have had to flee uh, Ukraine because of the war. Uh, we've welcomed them with open arms. The concern, though, is that uh, in the Grand Hotel in Wicklow, for example, it was uh, being occupied by families. Now, not so much. It is single men that are uh, the asylum seekers, the refugees. Okay. And that is causing people concern. Where are the women? Where are the children? Uh, why are these young men uh, arriving into this country in their droves? That's the concern. Well, first of all, there are and more misconceptions. By the way, the, those of you listening to this who've been following all this on social media, don't get your information from the far right because they're pushing an agenda. They will have you believe that every man with dark skin is a potential rapist. They'd have you believe that because that suits their narrative, okay? That's the sick mind that, that they deal with. We don't know where they are from, okay? So instead of protesting... Why not ask these questions of the, the local politicians? Just get a straight answer. Where are these men for, from? Why are they here? How long are they going to be here for? Uh, are they vetted? Because if they're asylum seekers, I assume, they have been vetted. No, they just arrived in the country. No, they haven't been vetted well, They have yet. to be vetted in some sort of way. They'd have their names or something. They just didn't arrive and get sent there some straight the, away. Some people arrive into the country without even a passport. But do we know that they haven't been vetted? Can you can you categorically state here now that none of those... No, I can't have, carry, categorically can anybody, state that, but I, the chances are they arrived into this country over the last few days um, and they were admitted. Do we, do we even know that? No, we don't, no. But then why are you saying it? No, I'm just saying it's, because it's a possibility. I, because I, no, I've seen comments saying that they came from, they were from outside Dublin, uh, down the west of Ireland, and they were transferred up to Dublin. That's what I saw. So there's a whole lot of what about are we going on. There's a whole lot of, well, I know for a fact. You don't know for a fact. So nobody knows where they're from. Nobody knows how long they've been in Ireland for. And nobody knows whether or not they've been vetted or not. Is that fair to say? Yes, yeah, I'm, that's I'm fair being, to say. No, 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 you're there. right. So why are people saying they're unvetted? Because some of them may well be. But okay, well, okay, let's rephrase that. We don't know for certain that they have been, okay? Yeah. We don't know for certain that they have been. 085-825-2626 is our WhatsApp number. I want to kick off with uh, this WhatsApp that came in to us uh, earlier on from a guy called uh, Jay. You'll be interested in what Jay has to say. Right, lads, loving the podcast. Keep it up. Uh, so I have a few points on this whole uh East Wall refugee thing, yeah. First point, statistics show the majority of Dublin locals who are homeless suffer from drug and mental health issues. There is no possible way they can be put into an empty office block without hiring staff to care for them and make sure no crime occurs. There's a reason they sleep rough rather than in hostels. It's just a fact. My second point, common misconception about these refugees is that they want to be on welfare forever and they have no goals. Do you think these people have no goals? They will work eventually, which means the tax they pay will be distributed to the native people in poverty. Also meaning more people equals more people buying goods, which equals more money pumped into the system. My final point is integration. I feel like a lot of locals in East Wall, they, they don't, 
they're not open to kind of integrating and seeing. See, by 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 my voice, I, I sound like I'm from Dublin, which I am. I am from from Dublin, but I'm ethnicity wise, I'm Arab. I'm Arab ethnicity wise. So, you know what I mean? Like I I I'm Irish. I'm proud to be Irish. The same way in England. Like look at look at Stormzy. Stormzy's English. Marcus Rashford's English. Like it's, it's a new world. It's a new generation, and people need to get with the times. Look at the stats regarding crime. Yeah. If you look at every European country that accepted migrants and all this, or refugees even, the majority of their crime stays within their refugee camps. They don't out, they don't do, they don't commit crime outside of that at, at the same rate as people from, for example, council estates or, you know what I mean? Which is not their fault at the end of the day. But. Okay, there you go. Um, I'd love to hear from you on this. Our number is 085-825-2626. Now, um, Fiona, you're involved in a uh, separate protest tomorrow um, in Kill and County Kildare. Is that right? Well, we're from Kill County Kildare, but we will be at the Doll tomorrow. Okay, and what are you protesting against? Uh, a few weeks ago, we found out that a disused equestrian centre here in the village was uh, proposed as a refugee centre by the private owner. Um, and that Kildare County Council had deemed this unsuitable for a refugee camp, so they didn't put it forward. The private developer did it himself. Um, it is not suitable for the proposed refugee centre but what it will be it, it's been it's been deemed unsuitable uh, under many planning applications for residential area uh, over the years and now the proposal is to bring 348 um, well they, they're saying Ukrainian refugees but um, you know we don't know when you're looking at everywhere else uh, and what's going on we don't know if it's going to be Ukrainian refugees our little village is already at full capacity there's no infra, you know there's no infrastructure for beyond what's being built at the moment and what's here already our amenities are at full capacity and I don't see how 348 uh, families are going to be but isn't that uh, isn't that one of integrate. isn't that one of the reasons that uh, attempts are being made to find alternative accommodation like what you just mentioned the equestrian centre and okay it's been deemed unsuitable uh, but we need to find more places to put these uh, asylum seekers and refugees yes so no I mean like we're not you know we're we're not a village against helping refugees out or anything like that we've ha- actually put an awful lot of effort into helping Ukrainian, uh, the Ukrainian refugees out, uh, as a whole uh, over, the, over the last year. But it's the fact that it is not suitable. They're not looking at the area that they're proposing to put it into. The fact that Kildare Council has offered this as unsuitable for a refugee centre even um, and have proposed 10 other sites within Kildare, County Kildare, uh, Northern County Kildare, um, for for this uh, for this purpose, and um, it is not suitable. I mean, like it is a shed on a floodplain. Is that your concern, though? Your concern is hardly that it's on a floodplain. Your concern is yeah, it is. Why would you want? Why would that's you want your worry in there? Oh, you're worried about our the health and welfare is, of the yeah, people. Our, our worry is about one: it's the infrastructure of the village, integration. Um, the the place itself is a floodplain. Most of us have that have grown up here have been down there. It last flooded in 2011, and it was under a meter of water. It is unsuitable and inhumane 
to put 348 people into a shed. Okay, you're really? uh, you're having a protest uh, tomorrow outside uh, well, the dog. That's, that's, la- that's our latest protest. We've been protesting for the past two weeks. We've had slow walks, a large demonstration with 300 people at it. We had a, a slow drive yesterday where we uh, disrupted traffic between Kill Johnstone and Nace for an hour and a half. Uh, and now we're bringing it to their doors. Now we have, we're, we're one of the very few that you will be speaking to that are aware of something coming into their community before a contract has been put in yes, place. And, and, there is no contract uh, yeah, for this. Okay, and that's obviously um, the we, issue at East Wall. Sorry, that's obviously the issue at East Wall that the residents weren't made aware of this. No, and Minister O'Gorman has categorically said that he that normally the communication, very little communication at that, is then um, communicated with uh, communities, and that's one of the downfalls and one of the regrets that he has had, and he has said this time okay. and time again. All right, but it's so not good enough. You okay, know? you you're you're calling basically. Oh, she's gone. Um, she's calling for. Uh, um, better planning and more uh, contact with the local community. I want to play a little bit from the rally that took place uh, in Dublin on uh, Saturday. Have a listen to this, please. They've now effectively converted this building from, a re- from an office block into a residential block with no plan of permission. Where is the fire officer? Why can I not build an extension to my house? Now, that was a man called uh, Malachi Steenson, who is a local resident as well. He joins me on the line. Malachi, uh, welcome to Opinions Matter. Good afternoon, Adrian. Um, Malachi, what is the issue here with the housing of uh, refugees in this uh, old ESB office? Well, firstly, you're incorrect on, t- on two points there. One, they're not refugees. They're people who simply, as we understand it, have applied for asylum. They're all non-Ukrainian, so they're not refugees by, by the nature of, of where they come from. They are people who apply for asylum, and it will take them years for that process to, to um, go through. Secondly, it's been described as an old ESB building. This was it's the old Wiggins Teeth factory, which was re- rebuilt a number of years ago. And the ESB occupied it only for a short time while their um, offices in Fitzwilliam Square were being rebuilt. So um, it wouldn't be generally known as the ESB building. Okay. Now, Firstly, there was no consultation about this whatsoever, despite the fact that there had to be some planning going into it. There, there is a lease we understand in place um, between the government and the owners from sometime in October. The first that local people heard about this was when they saw beds being brought in on Thursday. Now, we have met with councillors. We met with four of this, our city councillors this morning. Others refused to turn up to a meeting. And they have said that they were told by email on Friday, on Thursday evening by Roderick O'Gorman's office that there would be a, a webinar briefing on Friday where they were effectively given a fait accompli. They were told, we're doing this. So they were, our councillors, the elected representatives in this constituency weren't consulted. We understand that the TDs were told the same thing um, on, on Thursday. So not alone has the Department of Children and the government in general riding roughshod over the democratically elected people in this constituency 
they walked over the people as well. And what the demands are, we were there on Saturday and on a spontaneous event that was called by a couple of people putting out um, social media posts, over 300 people turned up on a cold Saturday afternoon and made their position quite clear. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, Key, sorry, uh, this is the bit I want, to, I want to come to. You say they made their position quite clear. What is the position? What is well, the, the position? Pro- what is the problem with the department using this building to house people temporarily? This isn't their permanent home for life. Hold on. They told us that temporary means a year or two. That's not temporary. We were told the USC was temporary, and look how long that's in. Nothing in this country is ever temporary. It becomes permanent, right? Now, the, the problems are, and our objective is that this building has to be shut down immediately, and that's our demand. Quite simple. This is nothing to do with the people in it. And, you know... When people did ask public representatives, the representative said, oh, we were told it was Ukrainian women and children. Now, at this point, it doesn't matter who it is, but we can categorically say that it is neither women, children, or Ukrainians in there. These are people who have come in from other countries, Somalia and and various other countries, into this community. And and let's be very clear, we have been accused of stoking racism and being racist and all of these things. East Wall, North Strand, Ballybock are all very multicultural. Every street... Okay, so... so hang on, man. Hold on, okay. and, and, and all of those people have been adopted into the community mm-hmm. and are treated no different to anybody else. Okay. Many of the businesses in this area are run by by non-nationals or, or people who are okay. originally uh, uh, non Because it is one of the things that has been thrown around. In fact, the next call that we're uh, going to is somebody accusing uh, the protesters of being racist. Um, you, you want to shoot that down? That's not what this well, is about. So, okay, hang on. Hang on we, we, have asked, we have asked our political representatives a number of very key questions. One, for instance, the planning legislation. This is an office building. We have asked, and we have been informed by the councillors this morning, that there is no exemption in place under the new... Le- there's two pieces of legislation. One was brought in, a statutory instrument was brought in in June, which deals specifically with programme refugees from Ukraine, who by their status of coming from Ukraine are automatically refugees, right? Mm-hmm. That's all that that deals with. There is another piece of legislation going through currently which has not been signed into law. So it is a breach of the Planning Act. Okay, that's fine. It's hold a on, hold on. Let me make the next point on that. It is also a breach of the fire regulations. Do we want another stardust? Do we want up to 300 people or 600 people or whatever is in, in an office building? Okay, well, let, me, let, not- okay. let me address that, Maliki, for a second uh, about the, the fire regulations because here's how I feel about this. If, if, they were, if that was 50 homeless families that had been put into that building at the weekend, nobody would be crying about fire regulations. And no, yeah, well, no, no, with all due no, respect, no. Adrian, I would be. I would be no, saying the very same things. Yeah, but and I, so would most of the people no, in this no, community. Okay, but hang, hang on. When we had Apollo House back five or six years ago, people weren't talking about fire regulations at all, Maliki. People were supporting... Hold on. I recall being on either your programme or Niall's programme discussing Apollo House and condemning it. Okay, but uh, but I'm saying so, gen- you know, I'm saying generally people didn't. Oh, uh, hold on, okay, okay, hold on, no, 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 there's deal. no corollary with Apollo House. Apollo House okay. was an occupation by woke liberals to pretend to be doing something okay. about Republicans. Let me just, okay, created. let me just... Uh, come back to this particular building, and uh, I understand about planning permission, I understand fire regulations and all of that, but there is more here, Maliki. Why do local people not want these men in their area? First of all, we don't want anybody in that building. We don't want an office block convert, turned into a effectively a, a, an asylum centre. 
We have. But hang on, Maliki, Maliki, with the greatest respect, not talking about you because you obviously did bring up an issue about Apollo House. As Adrian said, not one person raised raised that concern when there was people in Apollo House. Why? Because they were Irish and had white skin. No, 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 that's not right. Now, hold on. Well, it is. The, the reason it wasn't... No, hold on. The reason it wasn't raised by, by, by the majority of people is because the media and, and woke liberals who were actually... If you look at the people who were involved, the great and the good of Irish society were involved in Apollo House. And even when the court, an injunction was obtained to put them out, they were given a date till after Christmas. So, you know, the, the, the political class and the liberal agenda that's being pursued here. And I mean, the reality is, right, this community cannot sustain 600 more people in it. We have... Okay. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Just up the road at Trundle College, which is a couple of hundred, five-minute walk from this building, mm-hmm. there are 600 um, asylum seekers. Okay, again, Maliki... Uh, hold on. No, 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 in no, North no. Richmond Street, Maliki, 100, yards, the other, 100 yards... Hold on. 100 yards in the other direction, there is a building now occupied by 100 non a building I believe owned by the GAA occupied by non Ukrainian okay. again Maliki, all want, male. Hang, on, hang on I want to ask the question why does this matter that they are all male why does it matter that there are not women and children there these are a group of well, I said it doesn't matter Pardon I me? said it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't I said it doesn't matter okay, whether they're women or children. Yeah, but that's what a, I said was sorry, what I said what, was what I heard from that protest the other day, Maliki, is people all highlighting the fact that there wasn't a woman or a child in sight. Why does that, that matter? Was, hold on, that was based on the fact that the political representatives and one particular um, TD had told people that don't be worrying, it's only women and children. That's where that stemmed from. Not because people were saying that there should be women and children in there. The position of um, the East Wall and North Strand and Ballybuck community, and it'd be shown tonight when there are many more people there than there the other night, that we are not accepting, we are not going to be railroaded by this government into accepting something that has neither been discussed, whereas, or that they didn't even have the decency to inform people about. Okay, all right, okay. They didn't even have the decency to inform our our elected political representatives. Mm. So where is the democracy in this? Okay, stay there for a second, Maliki. Let me bring in some more calls. If you want to get involved in this conversation, you can send us a WhatsApp to 085-825-2626. That's 085-825-2626 if you would like to get involved in this conversation. Anthony, you're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Anthony. I'm all right. How are you? Good, thank you, Anthony. What did you want to say on this? Well, like was said, there were far right racists at the protest who were using it to push their vile agenda. What does Maliki have to say about the fact there were far right racists who were there? Would he address that or would he just not see anything and just keep hating on the liberals? Okay, um, Maliki, I want to address that specific thing. And it is something that has been, it's an expre- a concern that has been expressed both in uh, your in this protest that you were involved in on Saturday and similar protests that are planned for Wicklow Town, uh, that these protests are being hijacked by uh, far-right uh, people. What do you say to that? I, I totally reject that. Now, but bear in mind... Wait, sorry, sorry, bear, bear. Can I just tell you that I, we know of people who would be classed as far-right who were there on Saturday? Well, sure, it's a public protest. They had no role in the protest. The people live in the community, they're just as entitled to have an opinion whether I agree with it or disagree with it. Now, what happened on Saturday was a spontaneous um, meeting which was arranged over social uh, social media and a lot of people turned up more than we would have expected, I, I think. And 
you know, a number of people spoke. There will be different speakers this evening. Those people who spoke on Saturday, some of them, will not be speaking. Okay. All right. So, and you know, and let me be very clear. The people who will be speaking at that meeting are people who live in this community and who walk in this community. And okay, live here. Uh, uh, I, okay, let me just bring I've back... I've lived here all oh, my 59 no, years. I know you have, I know you have, I know. Um, sorry, uh, Anthony, this is just concerned locals, basically. He, he's ignoring the fact there were far right racists there. They used these protests to push their vile... I don't think there was anybody from Finnegale there. These people... They're, like, like Adrian Jeremy said, there were far right races at the protest. You're yeah, not Jeremy wasn't at it. Were you, no at the, were you at the meeting? Were you there? <laughs> no, because I live in Dublin. I wasn't there. Well, then how do you know who was there? Well, uh, 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 because I've sorry. seen the comments on Facebook. I, I know for a fact, I know for a fact, Maliki, that pe- a number of people that you would categorise as far right were there on Saturday. Exactly. What do you exactly. categorise as far right? You see, there's now an agenda being pursued to, to classify people like me and anybody who asks a question in this country about any issue that they disagree with are, are accused of being conspiracy theorists, are accused of being far right. I mean, I, I've come from being 10 years ago being accused of being hard left, saying the same things now in 2022 and I'm being accused of being hard right. I know, but hang on, hang on, Anthony. Maliki, Maliki, my seven eight are in this game long enough and you know you're in a very intense I'm, I'm talking to you long enough... Uh, yeah. Um, to the two years for uh, well over 20 years now. I know, but you know... And I'm saying the same thing yeah, but, then yeah, but, as Maliki, I am now. Yeah, but Maliki, you're an intelligent man. You know what far right means. And I'm telling you, I saw videos on social media and I'm not going to... I wouldn't even give them the oxygen, but two... Two in particular individuals speaking there that would be aligned with the far right. Now, if you ask them, I, 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 I've said to you, I've said, and I'm not getting dragged down into to, to rabbit holes which distract. But those two people that you're speaking about won't be speaking this evening. Okay, cool. all right, but that answers right. that. That answers that. No, right. that, that deals with that. Stay there for a second. Oh eight five eight two five twenty six twenty six is our number. If you would like to get involved in this conversation, this is Eddie. Adrian, it's not right, but I'd say to the wet, the residents of Eastwold. Welcome to our world, up here in Clondalk, and we've been dealing with this for the longest time. I mean, the Red Cow Hotel, if you go onto their website, it tells you they're not taking bookings, they're privately booked out, because the government have stuck uh, asylum seekers in there. The Ibis Hotel's cross on the Monastery Road as well. The old Soyak um, building there at the quarry at the top of Monastery Road, they're all in there. They were out fucking killing each other with machetes, apparently, there last week. The Jensen Hotel, the old Jensen Hotel in Clondalk Village as well, they're everywhere. And not one um, resident group was consulted on it. Absolute joke. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. We're in the middle of a conversation about a protest that has been held in Dublin, uh, in the East Wall area, over the uh, government's decision to house a number of male-only asylum seekers in a building in East Wall uh, that was formerly occupied by uh, the ESB. Videos were circulating online of busloads of people arriving, of beds being put into the building on Thursday, and locals are very angry that they haven't been uh, consulted. Similar protest is being planned in Wicklow Town, where the use of the Grand Hotel in Wicklow Town as um, a a, a centre for asylum seekers is in the uh, headlines again because locals are concerned that the balance of the population in uh, the former uh, Grand Hotel is now 
uh, male only with very few women and children. And that's causing a concern in, in Wicklow. What I'm hearing from some people is the, the whole undercurrent here is one of uh, racism, of nimbyism, not in my backyard, um, and that's what a lot of that is coming in. I know, and again, it's you we can't put. The, I hate the race card being used for everything, and I said this from the start of this podcast. You are allowed to question why busloads of people are arriving in your neighbourhood. You are allowed to question that, regardless of what colour their 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 skin is. Okay, that's not my point. My point is that there are people jumping up and down, and we know who they are jumping up and down with glee that the people. And by the way, there's a lot of the people of these. Well, you've been used as pawns by these far-right individuals who don't want anybody of any colour other than white in this country. That's the way they operate. And we know we've spoken to them for years. We're not gobshites. And you are being used as pawns to to, uh, fulfil their agenda. That's what it is. So you are allowed to question it. If you want, contact your local TD and um, ask them why busloads of uh, foreign gentlemen coming on. But all this thing about, uh, oh, they're all Muslims. How do we know they're all Muslims? No, we don't. How, how do we know what religion they are? Um, they're all potential rapists. How do we know that? Have they been interviewed? Like that, that, That's just ridiculous. These blanket statements that people are using, that's why the word racism is being, is being thrown out. Okay, let me go to line two, and uh, that is Sean, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Sean? How are you doing, lad? Uh, good, Sean. What did you want to say on this? Um, I just I think a lot of what we're going through at the moment I think it's misguided frustration by people and obviously there is idiots who pile on uh, like people saying from the far right using it to push racist agendas but I can see where people's frustrations are from Okay so, so explain it to me then why, why are people so frustrated why did well, uh, that huge crowd turn out at uh, East Wall over the arrival of uh, yeah. these asylum seekers or refugees or whatever you want to call see, them Adrian I can't, I can't really speak on behalf of the masses but from my point of view I can just I, when you look at the state of the streets at the moment of Ireland and you see the, a record level of homelessness all around the city people can't get into hostels people are looking for help they're being just given sleeping bags in the middle of winter um, look we're coming up towards Christmas I'm sure there'll be more Irish nationals coming up in the newspaper dying in doorways you know so I, I think that's where the frustration comes from but I don't think this should be something that's misled and pointed at people who are coming in because there is people who genuinely do need asylum there is people who are genuinely seeking refuge um, I think the frustrations lie with people looking at what's going on down at the ESB at the moment, which is like being a derelict building that has basically been turned into an emergency accommodation for uh, asylum seekers in, in what seems like record time. And people, the people of Ireland feel like they're getting no help at all. So that's where I see a lot of the frustration coming from with people. Now, there is, like I said, that minority of idiots who will use this to push agendas. But you need to kind of have your head on and use it. Look, Irish people famously immigrated years and years ago to America and where else. I mean, whenever it's thrown away, uh, look, we, we contribute to societies. Mm-hmm. We help build cities all over the world. You, you can't just have this sort of closed mind to these people coming in. We're part of the EU. This is part and parcel of being in the EU. One thing I will say is, I, I just, I'd like to know how stringent that the vetting processes are for people coming in here. Because I'm not sure if you are aware, um, there was a video circulating a couple of months back where I think they look like, now I'm presuming here, they look like five maybe lads from, I'd say, the Middle East and they were claiming to be Ukrainians seeking refuge. Now, look, listen, it doesn't take fucking rocket scientists to walk out that these lads weren't Ukrainians. But again, this is minority. So 
I just hope that due diligence is being done by the powers to be that we don't have a situation where similar to Sweden at the moment, Stockholm is almost inhabitable with what's going on there. Okay, um, let, let me ask you then: um, it, it, the government are damned if they do and damned if they don't. And what I mean Absolutely. by the, what I mean by that is um, when there was a situation a couple of weeks ago where there were people sleeping on the floor in Dublin Airport because there was nowhere to put them, there was uproar over that. Uh, now they uh, acquire a building in. East Wall, uh, they put beds in, not ideal, only temporary, and they're damned for doing that as well. So, uh, you know, this is a, a no-win situation from a government yeah, point of view. And you're going to get the what about re as well, Adrian. You're going to get about what about us and what about them, and that's just the way it's going to be. I think, look, had that not been caught on camera the other night, this wouldn't have been happened because I'd imagine that this has been going on a long time. Like people said, it's very hard to get hotels nowadays with, with the amount of them that are being taken up by uh, asylum seekers. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, Adrian, I work with uh, a couple of Ukrainians and these people want to go home. They don't want to be staying around here. They're not at home. They're not comfortable sleeping in hotel rooms. They're not comfortable eating Absolutely. food. Absolutely. Totally and agree. People need to realise that, that it's not as, it's not exactly like they have a choice. Now, I see the frustrations with it's all men getting off the bus and where's the women and where's the children? Look, again, we don't know. These lads could be brought into labour. People like, we, we ship people in from Bulgaria to pluck our fucking talkies. Yes, don't we remember the, the, the murder, the uproar at the start of uh, the COVID pandemic? But, but, when I, but I think, lads, had the government or the powers that be come out and issued a statement and said, by the way, there's a busload of uh, gentlemen from, let's, I don't know, from Nairobi, okay? For argument's yeah. sake. They are arriving at the East Wall. They are going to be in uh, sleeping in this building um, for the next three months. There's going to be security there. Um, they won't be allowed to uh, move without security. Um, they're vetted or they're not vetted. Had they issued a statement and just said, this is what they are, we wouldn't be in this mess now. But it's the unknown that has yeah, people annoyed. Jeremy, you know I mean? you're still gonna get these people moaning because they'll always find something to give out about. Now look again, at the same in the same breath I do understand frustration and it's gonna be a whole lot of what I just hope that whoever is in charge of this, whether the who's walking in immigration, that the due diligence is being done and these people are being vetted because like I've heard horror stories coming from locals down in Kalani that the place is getting overrun at the moment. The place is destroyed with what's going on down there. So I think the government itself needs to get a grip on the situation and probably do need to start kind of informing us as to what's going on. But this could be so many things. But the, the thing is, with social media nowadays, it's so easy to push it in. And look, I don't know how many people were down at the, the protest today, but if it rolls on, it'll be double the amount in a couple of weeks' time, and it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. You see, I don't, I, I don't know what the solution is, though. They, okay, so here's a protest. You heard Maliki describe how, uh, you know, it's against planning regulations and all of that. That's not really what the issue is here. The issue is that a busload of uh, foreigners were brought into um, beds in the ESB building, or the old ESB building. That's what this is really about. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the solution is, though. Yeah, look, Jeremy, uh, Adrian, look, there's no money in the government here for housing. Some Joe's out on the, on the street who might be struggling with an addiction. You don't score brownie points at the EU for stuff like that. There's no kudos involved. There's, there's monetary gain here for, for the powers that be to be bringing asylum seekers and refugees. Into okay, no, 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 sorry, that, that, that doesn't answer my question, uh, Sean. I don't know what the solution here is. No, uh, if, you know, is, if the, the government... Same, if the the government... not a solution... 
people, people, you're going to look more to the extreme. And what you're going to see now is fucking Egypt pushing the agenda for Ireland to be getting out of the EU. And they should be I looking at the new. I've already seen it. I already saw it over this and, weekend. And, and what happens is these people need to just fucking, all they need to do is open a paper and look at the news and look at the shit show that's going on across the water and see the problems that's brought for them. So, not to be inflammatory or anything, I just. I think sometimes cool heads prevail in situations like this. And like you said, Adrian, damned if they do, damned if they don't. I just think some more clarity around what's going on here and what sort of vetting processes are in place would go a long way to giving people a peace of mind uh, uh, around the area. I don't think video recording and harassing these people as they try to leave the, the building is the answer either um, because it doesn't serve anybody. No, I agree. All right, uh, great to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed, Sean. Let me go to uh, Robbie. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Robbie? How are you doing? Robbie, what's your reaction to uh, the protests that we've seen, um, the use of a building like that uh, to house... All, all men, it would appear. Uh, what's your reaction to this whole story? So I think it's been summed up by other callers and yourselves that most, an awful lot of time it is hijacked. Like the issue is irrelevant. It's just it's hijacked by people who want to spread hate. And you see it on social media and whatever. And that last caller, Sean, actually summed up and you know uh, he was very good at getting his points across um, as to you know what 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 really happens as regards to you know the level of hate that people can can often you know win over win over mm. others with. So, can you understand why locals in East Wall have turned out in large numbers to protest over the use of that building to house these asylum seekers? I mean, you know, I can understand why people would, would you know, if uh, that uh, Maliki is it? Yeah, Maliki. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he was saying if it is about the you know the regulation and the quality of the building, right? That's fair enough. Um, but he said it was a spontaneous event, or spontaneous events aren't organised. You know, like, you know, um, the fact that, you know, I'm sure, let's say, 40% of the people who were there were probably there for the same reason he was there. But then a large number of people were probably just there to spread hate. And, and if you had, if you had handed them a petrol bomb, they probably, they probably would have burned them out of the building. Mm. And that is very uh, concerning, and hopefully and you know, uh, nothing like that does happen. You, you can't blame them because a lot of people are very easily led, and they'll see a post. People are stupid nowadays, Robbie. They'll see a post on, on Facebook saying, um, asylum seekers are coming here. Like There's even a, a message there a few minutes ago on our Facebook page, our children are not safe in the area. Like, what is that based on? And you, when you get people Jeremy, like... Jeremy, yeah. the past two years of thought of... Has, has taught us a lesson that social that people are idiots when it comes. You shouldn't. Be, some people shouldn't be allowed on social media. That's, know, a, that's uh, the point I'm making. So some some members of the far right are using this and saying and basically causing causing you know worry out there, saying your your children aren't safe, your uh, women aren't safe, nobody is safe, and that's what's I mean, and that's I mean, what's that, feeling. That, this. They're probably right because I mean, as you know, um, in Ireland, there's not a single Irish person in jail, and like every there's not a single Irish person that ever breaks the law. You know, it's all foreign nationals. Oh, wait, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I think I'm right about that, um, All foreign nationals, yes. Yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, there's no Irish people who ever break the law and there's no Irish people in jail, is there? Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, if, no, obviously, obviously uh, Irish no, people uh, break the law. You know, uh, like, there's been, there's been uh, you know, kids are not safe from a lot of Irish people. So, like, you know, this is just, you know, they're using this as a... Um, you know, to sort of to spread to spread the fear, which you know, which helps them turn that fear into hate. Okay, so you're arguing, uh, from what I'm hearing, Robbie, that there is a a kind of a racist undertone here. Oh, without a doubt. And that's uh, what's without, uh, and, and, every time you do a topic like this, it brings out it brings out the 
you know, the, you know, it brings out the xenophobic attitude in an awful lot of people. Now, I think fair play to today is they've actually had there some colours on. You haven't been given them a platform like you have in the past. Now, I don't know whether that's by choice or that's just who's calling in. No, like, yeah, yeah, some, sometimes it's uh, we do offer uh, the right uh, to speak, and some people d- decide to decline well, that, yeah, that I, offer. I, I, I've seen uh, Rosalind being invited on. I promise you, they're, they're probably too busy. With the- Looking at some of the, the comments on Facebook, we message a lot of people and it, it never, but it, all, it never surprises me that the ones, like the, I'm looking at one here, Christine Daly, who posts on her Facebook page uh, an hour ago, uh, fuck off, uh, we're full, says Ireland. Now she was invited onto the show, Christine was, but you know someone like that isn't going to come onto the show because, I don't know, is it because they know they don't have an argument to back up? No, 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 they, d- they believe in their, in their uh, cause, but I don't so, know why they don't speak. Well, I'm I, uh, I'm a moderator on a you know friends page. We you know you know do a few banter's, you know memes. Some of them, granted, some of them can be a bit offensive, but quite often, like I see posts and you know fuck off or fall, and I just delete them, you know, because that's not that's that's not banter. It's not. It's purely out to you know generate a level of hatred and to give people you know to give people reason. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know fucking foreigners, you know need that fuck off back in our own country. You know, it's just, it, it, it annoys me sometimes. Okay, but, uh, but, uh, but you do believe that these protests are fueled by a racist undertone? Not initially, but I think you get very quickly hijacked by it. Okay, stay there for one second. And obviously that is one of the concerns that these protests could be uh, hijacked by it. Let me go to Stephen. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Stephen? Hey, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Stephen. What did you want to say on this? Uh, look, it's just... I don't think, personally, I don't have an issue with mass emigration into Ireland if it's been done to help people. The problem we're seeing, though, is no one has vetted. It's just a free-for-all, you know, and that's where the issues are going to arise. Okay, I think uh, that's uh, the general uh, issue uh, Okay, well, the, the asylum process is, is a bit, uh, isn't really fit for purpose in this country, um, in that somebody arrives into the state, they apply for asylum, and it can take years for their case yeah, to no, be... It, it, Dealt it's with. all wrong. It's all wrong. However, like, however uh, sorry, I mean, the, the, the whole, this fear of um, no vetting having taken place, yep? Um, yeah. It, 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 do you think people are concerned that these unvetted individuals, and we don't know, by the way, that they're all unvetted, um, are going to cause havoc in the area? Or is it not a case... Is it not a case, and I'll go back to the very first message that I played, that um, a lot of people coming into this country, seeking asylum, do want to work and do want to contribute to our society? Well, you'd hope that is the situation. Genuinely, you would, like... You know, the problem the problem is not the people coming in. The problem is how they're coming in and basically where they're coming from. You know, like we're told, we're told, you know, it's women and children and families, but we're not seeing families. And I think that's where people have the issue. You know, if it was families and they're genuinely, you know, coming here to be helped, fair enough, no one's going to have an issue. But when you post loads of single males that you're told are Ukrainian, but they're not, they're Middle Eastern and African, that's where the problem is. And it's not because of where they're coming from. Yeah, but that's what I was it's about to ask. What difference does it make if they're Middle Eastern or African? But it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make an ounce of difference where they come from. But the fact is, they're not checked at the border. No one knows who they are. They're traveling with no papers. I understand all of this, but when somebody arrives in this state and applies for asylum, we have an obligation as a state to listen to their case. Yeah, I know, but there's no paperwork to back up their case. 
this is the problem. It's like you could just turn up and say anything. You can tear your passport up, leave in your country, land in Ireland with no paperwork and a whole new identity and everything is given to you, you know, with no checks done. Whereas, like, if we'd done that in any other country, we wouldn't be let in. You know, it's it's just, it's not right. You know, we all want to help, but Ireland seems to be the country that helps everyone all the time. And, and, it's, and it starts from when the kids are in school. We're always helping in charities, and that's fine. But, you know, you have to draw a line. Like, we're, we're helping people now in office blocks. Like, there's no dignity. There's nothing. It's all right helping people, but have the facilities to do it correctly. Yeah, you see, I don't think that that is the issue. I don't think people are upset over uh, the use of an apartment or uh, an office block. Uh, it is the no, fact okay. of the people that are being... Here, the same thing happened... Uh, in uh, Fingless, for example, when um, an old warehouse that was owned by a furniture company was being used. Uh, people protested against that. It's happened in Wicklow. This is all to do with the type of people that are being uh, housed, and that brings in that racist undertone. Yeah, of course, but people will latch on to anything. You know, if someone can push their agenda on anything, they're going to latch on to it and do that. They'll use anything to do that. Well, people with their own mind and have a bit of cop on will know what's going on. But, you know, again, maybe we're... Maybe we're wrong in saying that we're helping these people. You know, if we follow the money, who's making all the money from this? Is the companies that own all these buildings are making mad amounts of money from it? You know, are the people just a commodity? We don't know. No one's been told anything. It's just all you're doing your bit to help and that's it. Okay, so your main issue is uh, you believe that the anger is coming from the secrecy surrounding this, that we don't know... And that's all it is because people don't mind. Like I know in Wicklow in the Grand Hotel, it's housed numerous families over the last few years and there's never been an issue. But the fact that it was supposed to be families and all of a sudden it's just single uh, males and lots of them being bussed in. You know, and plus it's well over its capacity that it was supposed to house as well. Yeah, no, I know you that. Know, so people are getting annoyed. And, you know, on the other side of it, in Wicklow Town, it's the most prime building tourists see when they come to the town. You know, it's the first building you see coming into the town. It's a fabulous building. And it's nothing. Like, there, there is no other hotel in the town now. So, you know, it's, it's all okay, things so around us. Uh, Everyone uh, wants to help us. Okay, so the big uh, concern is the, uh, the secrecy surrounding it. Stay there for one second if you can, please. I want to bring in... Um, this WhatsApp voice note David sent me in this Hey lads um, I can't come on there but uh, I live in Wicklow and there's a planned protest on Saturday um, because of the centre that's in Wicklow at the moment um, it's way over capacity um, it, it, it's just basically males in the whole place um, they're also banned out of a number of uh, pubs and bars and all, all around Wicklow and basically they're running amok so, sorry, I can't come on. I'm in work. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Now, Fiona, we were talking to you earlier on, and I know you were uh, keen to get back on again. Uh, what else did you want to say? Yeah, sorry about that. Wonders of technology. Drop the call. Um, so, as I said, we, we're we we're aware of this for the past month and there's still no contract in place for our situation. And we really feel for people that are in communities where there has been no communication and they've just been, and even after contract has been signed, there's still no communication. We have been able to do research um, on the various different things. And at the moment, the government are trying to push in this new emergency fast track legislation, which means that no 
developer will need planning permission, fire safety, all those things will all disappear when this legislation goes So the 31st of December 2024. So that's two years. So we've been told, just like Maliki was told, that this is a refugee centre, will, will be a step-down refugee centre for two years. Um, and people in our area seem to think that it's 348 people and this is the same 348 people that are going to be here for two years. It's not. This is a step-down facility, just like what's happening in, in ESB, just like Brafie House out in uh, or Brafey out in Mayo and Killarney and, and, and City West in, in Sagart. We can see what's going on in all these places. And yet social media has um, tried, you know, you, you see various videos where you can see just men and no women and no children. And, the, you know, the, it puts the fear mongering into people. The fact that they're not honest with us in the first place makes everybody... Okay, and, 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 and I'm hearing the exact down. same from Wicklow Town, from East Wall, yeah. that there is this uh, secrecy is what's annoying people. Yeah, so this developer and other developers around around that have disused premises or sites will not need planning permission to set up refugee centres. Mm. So that's what you know. That is, that is a big that is a big concern. So for you, you can go one way. You can go follow the money, um, and also these people. You know, this particular developer has been refused planning permission until twenty twenty nine. Uh, for the site and kill. So, like, you know, there's there's different various to this. We ourselves have been, you know, we had certain individuals try to hijack our protests over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had to speak over them. We've had to say that we're not affiliated with these other, you know, particular groups. And, that's, and uh, that is what... Uh, what ha- and it's hard. There is the potential for that to happen with the East Wall protests oh, as well. Um, and it was evident at the other day. Because it's really hard. To, to, to shout louder than them and say we're not affiliated with them and they do and at our so walk they were handing out leaflets about the 39th amendment there's things that people haven't even heard of and they're pushing their own agenda and this is so hard and, and uh, they come up as well to community groups and community gatherings and they do those but they don't tell the people of the community that they're doing a live video or that they've spoken for the past half an hour before they come and talk to you and then announce after they have had their couple of interviews with them oh by the way we're live and we're from such and such where you know people are not aware yes every you know a lot of people a lot of people are on social media and social media drives an awful lot of hatred and anger and you know, we've had the racism card, arson card, um, arsonist card and fascist card thrown at us over the last two weeks. And it's and it's horrendous. This, they, we're young and old people trying to, you know, live in a, in a village where we're already trying to fight with the council about getting infra- better infrastructure for the village. And here they are talking about putting a refugee centre in, a step-down refugee centre. And people are afraid because... There are certain people are afraid because of what they can see happening. Okay, so what you're saying is that your protest that you're having, uh, the uh, concerned residents from the Kill area of Kildare, is not driven by racism. Is uh, you want no, to no. have nothing whatsoever to do with uh, far right groups that are uh, that did try and hijack what you were doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And All right. No, that's good to, to clarify. We've managed to step that down, and uh, and I've and Maliki said the exact same thing, but people are not listening to that part. They're 
literally thrown the racist card at people. And by the way, it's xenophobia, it's not racism. But let's not. No, but can, I, can I just that. get in there, Fiona? I wouldn't, seeing some of the heads that I saw at that protest at the East Wall the other day, I wouldn't want to breathe the same air as some of them because they're. Oh, they're we've absolute, had them here. Absolutely. Absolute, absolute, yeah, but what I'm saying is absolute rat lickers they are. And. Um, if I knew that they were going to turn up at a protest, I'd, I'd run a mile from because I would not want to be There's, associated with them. That's the thing. They can show up because it's a public meeting. Even if you did a secret public meeting, somebody's going to find out yeah, somewhere absolutely. and they're going to infiltrate. Okay. And that's um, the most important point that I think that should come out of this today is the lack of communication that the government seemed to think it's okay to throw at communities. And I feel for every single community and I feel for refugees that don't have uh, anywhere else to go. But I mean, like they're throwing out numbers that one, one minute it's 53,000 uh, Ukrainians are in and 17,000 uh, IP, international protection refugees. But they have no, they're not guard vetted and they will not be guard vetted. And we've been told this by officials. Now, tomorrow evening, we have our meeting with Minister O'Gorman, and I'd love to tell you how that how that yeah, works. Yeah, and we definitely, we will definitely uh, follow up on that, Fiona. Thanks very much indeed uh, for your call. Let me squeeze in one final call. And that's you, Veronica. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Veronica. Oh, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Yes, I can hear you perfectly. What did you want to say on this? Um, I'm just saying, um, I just want to say that, that it might have started out as a, a legitimate protest against um, extra people and, and little amenities in the in the area, but it was kind of just, uh, just all the far right just jumped on it from all over the place, from down in Cork, there's that Derek Bly and that Graham Carey fellow, Philip Dwyer from town, just all the people, they were some local, they're not local, they don't live in that area, and uh, they're, they're inciting people to come up and... Uh, kind of leaving things in the air like we don't know what these young men are here for but we know what they want and mind your daughters and mind your wives and so yeah it was well far right far right fueled it was definitely now having said that I'm also very conscious that an awful lot, in fact, the majority of the people that were at the protest on Saturday are just local people who are concerned. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, we also heard uh, some activists walking through the crowd there and telling a lot of the local ladies, oh, see those people over there that they brought in. They have little respect for women. They, they have more respect for cows than women. You don't want to watch your daughters. And these are just like normal women. They're with okay, loud uh, uh, now uh, future protests, people do know why they're there. Can you, uh, do you have any understanding as to why uh, local people have been out protesting? Well, the, the, the local people out protesting, had they been protesting before? Was there a small protest before? No, I don't. I don't understand why. They're no, 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 no. Because because these busloads of people were only shipped in on Friday. It was shipped in. It makes it sound like they're leading cargo or something. These, okay, these, 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 well, okay. Busloads of young men arrived at this old DSB building on Friday. Uh huh. I've seen that and I've seen the videos going around people creeping around taking videos of them and look at these, look at these. I didn't see anybody go up and ask them and say, hi, hi, what's your name? Like, what are you doing here? Did you leave family behind? In a nice way and not like Mrs. D. Wall going around and uh, trying to... uh, provoke some, some kind of reaction. I don't know what content. They're looking for content. Okay, so I mean, you're concerned then with protests like this um, and similar ones in, in, in Wicklow and other parts of the country, you're concerned that these uh, protests are being hijacked by uh, that far-right agenda? Yeah, yeah, because you go into the comments, you know, the same ones that we mentioned earlier, you go into the comments and, and you see these these random comments and there's little uh, flame emojis underneath it, little three 
little flame. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to know what somebody's trying to incite there when they're talking about um, reprovision centers, three little flame emojis. Do you know what I mean? What are they saying? Like, you know, that's, it's just all the, it's going to the comments. You know yourself and everyone knows themselves and they know themselves. Which are, I don't know, is it called stochastic terrorism or something when you kind of throw little veiled comments out there and say, look at these people coming to rape your daughters. I can see the look in their eye. Like, why is it all that on their head? Is that what the first thing that they think these that men want? Because what they're doing, not, what I, what they're doing is, and I mentioned this earlier, Veronica. They, they the the far right are playing to the mob, and what they're doing is they're trying to get inside the head of normal everyday people who may have concerns, and to get them on their side by saying these lads, your 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 daughters and your children should be worried because of these lads, and the people are going, oh God, should they? Should they? And that's how they align themselves with them. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know how do you counter that. You have to counter disinformation with information well, and counter hate. You, you, love you, also, you also have to do what they did, as we heard from Fiona in Kill and Kildare, deliberately distance themselves from uh, from groups like that. That's the way to uh, to deal with it. Anyway, we'll watch with interest. Let me bring in uh, a couple more uh, voice notes. This is a little bit worrying. This is Craig. People in Midlow don't have a, a problem in ways with the air. Uh, they have a problem with the way all the families were moved out of the Grand Hotel and the single males were put in. These single males have been um, harassing local women, young ones, lo- young girls, going into the local pubs and spiking their drinks or trying to spike their drinks. And everyone's been aware of harassing the girls on the dance floor. Um, the girls gone around with them now are not feeling safe and are going around in groups and even, you know, I, as I think um, our, our friends, our male friends should be looking out for them, which they are in Wicklow. Um, Wicklow, just at the moment, is uh, waiting for something to happen. Something's going to happen, and that's why I see it. Um, you know, just the way they are going on, they're fighting on the main street and coming into the town, the Albanians, I think it was, against the Georgians. They were just, you know, fighting. Not a bother. Broad dialing on the morning. Um, but, they're, yeah, they're harassing the young ones and the girls uh, to the extent that the girls in the town now don't feel safe walking around. And, in my opinion, that is so wrong. And that's the reason, the, one of the main reasons why the march is going on on Sunday, the peaceful protest, not the far right one on Saturday, um, because we're worried about the local women. All right, thank you very much indeed. And finally, uh, Geraldine is also from Wicklow, actually. Hey, lads, just to touch on the topic um, that you are talking about at the moment, I am from Wicklow Town. I live in Wicklow Town. Um, have done all my life. I'm currently rearing my own children in the town. The issue the community has here is the influx of single males um, simply because they are intimidating young women um, in pubs, on the street, stalking them, um, heckling them when they're walking past the Grand Hotel. Now, we are aware not everyone in the Grand Hotel is an issue, um, but I did hear someone earlier saying that a protest was organised for Saturday. I will just say that is not organised by the community. The community protest is on Sunday. Um, Most of the Wicklow Town community won't attend the one on Saturday as it's organised by outsiders. Yeah, and that's the worry, um, and that is the uh, certainly speaking to people in Wicklow over the last uh, day or two. The concern in Wicklow is that that 
protest that is planned is being uh, planned by far-right groups that have nothing to do with Wicklow Town. They're just there to to stir it up. Anyway, uh, that's it from this latest Opinions Matter podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you did, please hit subscribe or follow and click the little bell icon on Spotify. Um, if you are, um, if you enjoyed it, please share it onto your own social media channels so that others uh, can hear the Opinions Matter podcast, uh, which we do uh, most weekdays from our studios at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marlock. Thanks very much indeed for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Opinions Matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.